Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let that bass drop. That shit hard every single time. Good afternoon, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Here with the super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. How your week go, Ben Ready? We good better man you know uh of course we had the nipsey uh funeral and everything yeah. i was kind of tut out not kind of that shit was tough uh <laughs> uh and it's funny the impact that nigga had niggas crying like a nigga really lost a family member nigga because that nigga was deep you know what i'm saying so uh you know what i'm saying so other than that man everything been good how about yourself bro uh, cool, man. Shit. Luckily, I was able to to go to the home going celebration, the the victory lap on Crenshaw Sloss, and I was able to go and and be there in person and see the procession and be around the people and shit. It was it was a beautiful situation. I was glad to have seen everybody. Nobody was fighting. Everybody was getting along. We had a couple little scares and shit, like out of towners, obviously, because the balloon popped. Motherfuckers got the running and shaking and ducking and dodging and shit. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's a balloon. But, you know, motherfuckers from out of town, they looking at it like, I'm on Crenshaw and Slauson. Got to be gunshots. Couple motherfuckers got ran over. CJ got her ankle fucked up. I'm about to say, shout, shout out to CJ. Man, shout out to CJ. CJ, see, you got you got to love Nip if you're gonna take take blow the ankle. Man, off exactly. Nip. She got injured for him, so she she always gonna be able to say, "Shit, I, I got stripes <clears throat> for this Nipsey fandom." She was a martyr. She got a purple heart in the Nipsey Hustle fan club. Right. She got injured behind it. Shit, a lot of motherfuckers got ran over, stomped out. Like the only injuries that happened in the procession was. Niggas getting ran over because a balloon popped up against a, a power line. And motherfuckers got the scattering and motherfuckers from out of town don't understand. When people start running, run. Don't, don't look. Don't look. Don't try to find out why we're running. Just run. You'll find out after we get done running. You know, then white folks be like, what the hell was that? Exactly. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Motherfuckers had footprints all up and down and they shirt and back. <laughs> you seen uh, the footage of the nigga with the sign? Oh, yeah. With the, with the, the sign that said love is the answer, nigga. They had the footprints the back of that there. nigga's sign had footprints all over it. I said, oh, yeah, you dropped that sign, nigga. Love wasn't answered in. The answer was running. But, you know, just to start this shit out, all praise and love and respect go to the guy Nipsey Hussle. Yes, sir. Rest in peace. 
Yeah, man. Just this whole little situation got me thinking a lot about mortality and the importance of time. He accomplished more in 33 years than a lot of motherfuckers accomplished in 100 years. His 33-year life, I'm 36, so in a shorter time than I've been alive, his ass was able to basically create a, a legacy that's going to live forever. Mm-hmm. Like, he did more with shit. I, I was Googling, like, net worths and shit, and it said his, his net worth is like $7 million. I don't know. That number could be literally anything. It could be 50. It could be five. I don't know. But whatever the fuck it is, it's a lot of rappers that got more money than he had. Mm-hmm. And he had a much bigger <clears throat> impact than they had. Like, it's it's a testament to what living by your principles, sticking to what you about and having integrity can do for you. Just being a stand up individual like he, he did more to have a lasting legacy than motherfuckers who are billionaires. Like mm. it's it's priceless. It's timeless. It's just a trip like to to look at that. Like when I'm really just tripping off the whole little situation, I was looking at it more as cuz you know a lot of people would say like he 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 died before he was able to get done what he should have got done. He he has so much more to go. And it's true. If you look at what he could have done, it was a lot more, yeah. but in the grand scheme of just the big picture, when you look at what actually happened as opposed to shoulda, coulda, woulda, shit. If he died a couple years ago, he still leapfrogged 90% of motherfuckers on the planet. He literally will go down in history books. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, he, he was what, something that really had me thinking <clears throat> about What's more important, longevity or legacy? Would mm. you rather live 100 years and be forgotten or live 33 and be literally historical? He's a historical figure now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a staple in, in California history. He has the square named after him, bro. Exactly. And that's not coming down. No. It's there. It's there till it's forever. Exactly. It's like pretty much like how... A whole lot of cities got like Martin Luther King Boulevard or mm-hmm. the Martin Luther King Memorial. He has a memorial in his city. And that's not to say that there won't be other cities who have a Hermes Ascadome Center, right. a library or like some type of studio at the high school that might fuck around and be built or something like that. Like something dedicated to music or entrepreneurship or black business ownership or like the STEM program. Right. They might open up a STEM program place and they might name it after him. A lot of shit that's going to be named after him and not to be funny about the shit, but that's a crazy ass name to put on the building. A lot of motherfuckers ain't even going to be able to pronounce the shit. They're going to have to put a nickname on that shit. They really going to have to start naming shit the Nipsey Hustle Center. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't put his real name on there. Just Nipsey exactly. Hustle. Exactly. Nipsey Hustle. Like, that's what he's known as over there. Like, that's his square. Now, the thing that I like about him so much and this happening for him is he loved that damn corner so much. He loved Crenshaw and Slauson. He died for it. Exactly. His whole career. That's all he talked about. Exactly. And there was a situation where as much as niggas say shit like I'll die for this shit, he literally did that. Facts. 
like um who was it? Kendrick Lamar. Everybody gonna respect the shooter, but the one in front of the gun lives forever. Mm-hmm. That's fact. And that's what it is. Especially when like in the situation of Nipsey Hustle, he's gonna live forever. He they that that whole ass nigga that killed him immortalized him instantly. Exactly. And we're gonna forget his name. That's why I said that bitch ass. His, his name is literally gonna be a trivia question. Like who killed Nipsey Hustle? That uh, that Snoop uh gift. Who? You seen that gift? <laughs> who nigga? I don't know. Exactly. That. Like uh remember that got milk commercial? Like who killed Alexander Hamilton? <laughs> Yo, the nigga was Motherfucker had a mouthful of peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Yo, I forgot about that joint. That's funny. Aaron Burr and shit. Like that's that's how he that's how he immortalized his name. You are forever gonna be known in history as bitch ass nigga. Facts. They should literally change his name to bitch ass nigga. Or uh, address him as shitty. Nah, they shouldn't even use his real name. Nah, because people know him as that. Fuck that. Word. But he ain't shit. He's a shitty motherfucker. He's a piece of shit. It's not like Shitty is some dope-ass nickname. It wasn't like his name was Killer D or some shit. That motherfucking name is Shitty. Fuck him. But, like, I, I look at longevity and legacy, and I just, just trip off, like, what's more important to people. A lot of people nowadays, they want to live longer. You've seen a lot of motherfuckers become more health-conscious, going vegan, going on diets, keto, Atkins, they drinking water, working out. Cutting off soda and sugar and mm-hmm. shit like like how Nipsey was saying like the the Doctor CB diet like sell sell food or whatever the Doctor CB diet is where they don't want to have mucus in their body like alkaline. they trying to live longer yeah alkaline cutting out acids <clears throat> and mm-hmm. things of that nature and it's cool to want to live longer because the longer you live the more of an impact that you can have but. When you look at a life like Nipsey Hussle, if you living long but you not going hard, you just here for nothing for a long-ass time. It's just a long-ass waste of a lot of fucking time. So just looking at him and the legacy that he left and a lot of the blueprint that he laid down lyrically and through his actions, it just basically tells me, like, you should be going hard 24-7. You don't never want to go away with nothing left in the fucking tank right because like a lot of people right now these days just you know they're working longer and harder hours to make more money like and it's understood because money make the world go round. like you know i understand that people want to get more money because you feel like you can do more with more money whether it be charity or just taking care of your family shit like that like a lot of the reason maximizing your time is so important is because you can get money, mm-hmm. wealth, and, you know, just be able to help motherfuckers in general. It's important because wealth affords you free time, and that's a good thing. But in a life like Nipsey, it seemed like he ain't had no free time. All of his time was occupied with his mission. And I'm trying to get not exactly on that level where I'm just so consumed with what I'm doing that I can't enjoy my life, but it really makes you think, what am I doing that's going to make my name remembered after I'm gone? Because mm-hmm. a lot of motherfuckers, they they so busy thinking about what they can acquire, what they can do for themselves 
how much wealth they can get for them. They're not thinking about the next generation. They're not thinking about community impact. Everybody's mostly thinking selfishly. All self. Like shit, like these motherfucking rappers that we all compare Nipsey to. A lot of these motherfuckers got a whole lot more money than him. A lot of these motherfuckers had a whole lot of influence. A lot of them was more famous, more recognizable than him. Pre-death, I didn't think this many motherfuckers knew who Nipsey Hussle was. For him to be having candlelights all over the country, all throughout the Midwest, East Coast, the UK, all up and just everywhere. I'm like, damn, this is just like I was saying about my funeral. Like, it's crazy when you think about your birthday party, which is you being alive, a celebration of your life while you're alive. It'd be 13 people at your birthday party, but your funeral got 27,000 people. Right. I didn't know this many motherfuckers was fans of Nipsey Hussle. Hey, I mean, it's not a surprise though. You know, when, when, when he's selling himself, like I think over anybody that came from nothing in the inner city, they understand that story. Like, it's packaged up so well. And I think that's why a lot of people took his death hard because we all seen a piece of ourselves in Nipsey. We all come from the inner city. We all do what we got to do to make it out. And we all want to give back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and do something for for the next person. You know what I'm saying? So, I know that's why I took it hard as fuck. Yeah, especially the real niggas. And my boy Aladdin Saddam said they fucked with him heavy in Kansas City. Yeah. Like, um, us out here... We honestly probably all thought that he was just an out here nigga. It's just like a lot of rappers that's in the city that you're in. Mm -hmm. You might see like a video of somebody out of town rocking with a nigga like, oh, you know. And you, it's always, a, oh, you you know about dude? Because my boy Aladdin Saddam out there in Kansas City, he be on all the West Coast shit. He was listening to Sugar Free one day. I'm like, how the fuck you know who Sugar Free is? But in Kansas City, they they on a gang of shit that we on. Yeah. So, like, for them to be fucking with Nipsey, I feel that. But, like, I got a homeboy in Cleveland that was saying Nipsey Hussle been his favorite rapper for years. My boy Clutch. I'm like, damn, that shit is fucking crazy. So, he he been having impact for a while more than a lot of us even knew. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's just like. That's a cold legacy to, to leave behind. Because he probably, I'm not going to say he didn't know, because I'm sure when he go touring and he's selling out shows, he's like, nigga, I'm out here cracking. But I still doubt that he knew it was going to be to that degree. I don't think that he could predict that he would have a funeral in the Staples Center and no. pack it out and then do a victory lap through L.A. and pack the city out. He shut. He literally shut the fucking city down. If you wasn't here for that, you wasn't getting wherever the fuck you was going. If you had to be anywhere in South Central LA, you was going to be literally hours late. When I was leaving that thing, I walked to my car. My cousin, just trying to be a good big cousin, good looking out, Carlita, tried to drive me to my car. It took like 30 minutes to drive to my car. And it was a 10-minute walk. I was literally right around the corner on 57th and 10th Ave. And she had to drive me way down, damn near the Imperial, to get me back to my car. Mm. Like, he he shut the whole, the whole town was shut down. But, you know, like, back to the, the issue of time. Like, 
there should be no free time if, if you don't have wealth. If you really maximizing your time the way you're supposed to. Like, it trips me out when I see a broke nigga somewhere chilling. You shouldn't be fucking chilling if your pockets ain't right. Like, it's, it's no excuse. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here, and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold-weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Used to be broke and comfortable to me. You can only be one. You could either be broke or you could be comfortable, but you can't be broke and comfortable. If you broke, you should be somewhere motivated. Like if, if my money ain't right, I can't even sit down. I've, I got to be doing something. I got to be trying to figure some shit out or, or learn some shit. Like I, I study successful motherfuckers and I rarely see lazy, successful motherfuckers. Like Diddy got half a fucking billion dollars and he's still running marathons and doing push-ups and challenges on instagram and some more shit like i'll i'll trip off all like how nipsey was saying and this is something that we we both aligned on like and it's the reason i'm such a big fan of nipsey hustle a lot of what he was saying was i study successful motherfuckers and try to copy their habits like me i do the same shit like i see like what diddy is doing what master p is doing what just any motherfucking multi-millionaire or billionaire is doing and try to walk in what them motherfuckers walk in. And a lot of them motherfuckers, they got the routines of rich motherfuckers. They wake up at the same time every morning. They got a, a routine that they do every morning. They got a day that they set up that maximizes the amount of time that they have. They maximize the 24 hours that they get every day. And a lot of motherfuckers don't really do that shit. And that's the reason a lot of motherfuckers won't be remembered because a lot of motherfuckers is just comfortable. Like, like I was saying with the whole meeting Nipsey hustle shit, the reason that I didn't take a picture with Nipsey is because I took time for granted. I felt like I was going to be able to catch the motherfucker anytime. Cause I knew where he was going to be at. He was always at the marathon store. So in my head, shit, long as I go to the fucking marathon store, I'll catch him when I catch him. But what people in general as human beings, just human nature, we take time for granted. We just assume we got forever. And you don't. You never know when the fuck you gonna go. You should live like you'll be gone. You was gonna say something, B? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, but, you know, <clears throat> it, it just speaks to the importance of time. And with a lot of people, it's it's kind of like a balance. Because I always say, to me, spending time wisely is better than spending money wisely. Because mm. money spent wisely can get you far, but time spent wisely will get you remembered. You can always get more money. 
but you can never get more time. When it comes to money, you can win a fucking lottery. You'll have more money instantly. No work needed. But you could be a fucking multi-billionaire. Shout out to Steve Jobs, and you can't buy a second back. Like Nipsey was saying about his homeboy, Fats. Like all this money and success, and I can't make you reappear. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you just can't take time for granted. Like, motherfuckers is only here on a, a, a limited time basis. And we need to appreciate that. But it's also a situation where you should also be trying to get you some money. Like, you know, wealth is definitely important, but to me, it's not as important as legacy. Like, a lot of people understand the value of having money because the benefits are immediate. When you got money, you can instantly buy this, get this, do this, help a motherfucker, and that's cool. But a lot of motherfuckers don't grasp the importance of a legacy because you rarely alive to see the reward. Like Nipsey, he knew how famous he was probably he knew what type of money he had for sure for sure that he did understand that he did know but the impact that he would have in death i don't think he knew that no he said shit in songs which again now listening to a lot of nipsey hustle songs is cryptic like it's it's heavy now like i remember in uh count up that loop when he said, you can't say my name with niggas who labels, whose labels enslaved them. You say my name with niggas like Malcolm and Jesus. Mm. I was like, I bet you he didn't know how true that bar was. And it's crazy because, uh, uh, what's his name? Just Jermaine said, uh, Dupree. Jermaine Dupree and, uh, who, it was somebody else. Uh, Shit, it, a, it a bunch of people. Person. Lil Duval. That said he, he, he was Christ-like. Or he, he was the, you he know, was, the return of Christ-like. A few people. It it was more than just two. Yeah. Because just the ones that I could think of off the top of my head, Lil Duval and oh, Jermaine Dupree, who yeah. just said it. And uh, Joe Budden. Joe Budden oh, yeah. was another one. Yeah, and I think Joe Budden was saying it because he's seen somebody else that said it, another famous person. It, don't, it, it escapes me right now because I didn't write it down, but more than a couple of people been saying this shit, and you look through the comments of the people who saying it, and a lot of people agree. You got the typical Christian people who like, nigga, you out of your fucking mind. You can't compare nobody to Jesus. Jesus was perfect. But like I be telling motherfuckers, you don't want to talk that shit with me because I feel like Jesus wasn't even damn real. I think Jesus was a metaphor. But that's just my personal beliefs and that ain't what I'm here for. But when it comes to like being able to actually see the fruits of your legacy, I think the only time you can really see, like, what the the type of impact that your legacy had was really in maybe sports and entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, in sports and entertainment, you can retire. After you retire, you look back and you see the acclaim and the attributes and the trophies and how much money you made. And you hear people comparing you to other other pay, other people in your your field. If you were an actor, they compare you to other actors, and they're like, you know what? Denzel Washington was one of the, the greatest fucking actors yeah. of all times, and he's still alive to hear people say that. Like, Michael Jordan is still alive to hear people call him the greatest basketball player of all times. A lot of motherfuckers are, are able to hear shit after you retire. 
But in a situation like Nipsey or like the other, and I'm not comparing Nipsey to average motherfuckers, but regular nine to five person, you don't get to hear all of the speeches that's going to be delivered at your funeral. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people who, who going to say shit at your funeral, your body of work is going to be brought to the forefront where they're going to be like, he was a husband, a father or this or that, or this or that shit that they probably would have never told you to your face, which it would have been great to hear, but they're never going to tell you that nobody's going to be like, Hey B, I, I really appreciate what you're doing, man. You are, you a great producer. You a great friend, right. you know, like, no, nah, that shit just don't even come up in a motherfucker's mind. Why you think that is? Because we take time for granted. I feel like if a motherfucker knew you was going to die, because if you've ever been in the hospital with a person who's dying, a lot of people will come and tell them to their face. Now that I know that your time is limited, they done told me you got 13 days to live. They'll come visit you in the hospital when they'll tell you all the love that they had for you knowing that you finna be gone now. Like, it's a lot of motherfuckers in relationships that they don't tell people they love them. Like, some motherfuckers just don't get down like that. Like, they don't tell their brother they love them. They don't tell their cousins that they love them. Mm -hmm. Like, motherfuckers don't tell their friends that they love them. Like, me, my wife and kids and shit, we always, I love you, 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 all damn day. Like, 500 times a day. Every time we get off the phone, Sometimes just fucking randomly, especially Deuce. Deuce the king, I love you. Deuce, daddy, son, I love you. All right, Deuce, later. That's just how we get down in my house, but it's something that I'm trying to instill in them to, you know, let motherfuckers know that I, I love you because you don't know. I can go to work and not come back. It, it happens. Like, they have school shootings and shit. Like, our time here is limited. Motherfuckers is living like we got forever. And that's not the fucking case. We take time for granted. You know, and it's like, when when I look at the whole situation, as far as like what I was saying with, like athletes and shit like that, the motherfuckers who could, who could see their legacy, like nine times out of 10, when it comes to legacies that can be remembered, or let me say seen, love you too, Ebony my sister and shit but like legacies that you could see while you're still living nine times out of ten it, it involves greatness right. in a craft whatever that is you have to be great at something in order for you to live and see it come to fruition in order for me to see or let for motherfuckers to tell me how great i have to be great at some shit you could be a great father and you ain't really going to get your props. You got to be great at something that multiple people could see, you know? So like me, I try to be a great podcaster again, back to tie shit into Nipsey hustle nomics and shit. I look at the interview that he was saying on genius when he was saying like, I don't feel comfortable unless I gave it a hundred percent, whatever the fuck I'm doing. <clears throat> I'm giving it all the fuck I got. Like, I'm trying to become a great podcaster. When I got this clothing line, I'm trying to be a great marketer at selling these clothes. Seven Saturdays clothing. Whatever I do, I'm trying to be great at. Because you can't relax your way to greatness. Right. 
you know, a lot of motherfuckers, they rest on talent. Like, I'm sure there are people who are better than me at this shit on this microphone. A lot of people speak well. A lot of people do things well. There's a lot of motherfuckers who can wrap their ass off. A lot of motherfuckers are talented. But the difference between good, which is talented, and great is work ethic. Like, Facts. there's motherfuckers Facts. in the NBA who are not as talented as some niggas at home. But them niggas in the NBA is working they fucking ass off. Them niggas on TV is working they fucking ass off. Like, I see niggas all day on fucking Facebook and Instagram complaining about, oh, Nipsey put out a CD that was $100, and y'all bought that. But I got a CD that's $5, and you won't buy that. Nipsey worked for that. Nipsey didn't start out because, like, my home was like, oh, y'all only want to support niggas when they famous and rich. What you think he started out famous and rich? <laughs> That's the part that you skipping. You skipping the work part. You want to just put out a CD and you want us to treat you like you're Nipsey. But you're not re remembering. Nipsey was in the Ralph's parking lot selling CDs. Nipsey was out the trunk selling CDs all through L.A. Nipsey was stapling up posters at the Blue Line station and shit. You think that you can just get on Facebook and complain and make niggas feel guilty and buy your fucking CD. That's not how it works. There's no easy way to greatness. There's no fast way to greatness. You can't complain your way into greatness. You have to work to get to greatness. There's no elevator to greatness. You have to take the steps. You got to step your way into that motherfucker. You can't just cry your way into this shit. Like, you can't say, oh, y'all not supporting me. How y'all going to support a famous rapper, but you're not going to support your boy. The difference between my boy and a famous rapper, that famous rapper works fucking hard. If you see a nigga on TV, nine times out of ten, he's working hard as fuck. Most motherfuckers who you see on TV is working hard as fuck, even if you feel like they not talented. We all think Blueface is fucking garbage, but I guarantee you that nigga probably somewhere working his fucking ass off right now. That nigga probably in the studio right the fuck now. He doesn't have talent, but that motherfucker got to have some work ethic. A lot of motherfuckers who you see that aren't talented, they're hard workers. That's the part that a lot of motherfuckers don't really get. That's the part you don't see. You don't see the grind. It's like I say this shit. I said it on Twitter like a couple years ago. Like, you'll never see practice on ESPN. Nope. But you'll never see a nigga on ESPN if he don't practice. Like... You message man like you you don't see the hard work part you only see the shining part you don't never see a motherfucker make the food you only see what's done nobody gives a fuck about you in labor everybody want to see the fucking baby like y'all motherfuckers don't even acknowledge the fact that it took hard work to make something you only want the finished fucking product and this is why a lot of you niggas is still gonna be on fucking facebook complaining 10 years from now because instead of grinding and working on your fucking crap, you're on fucking Facebook crying. You telling niggas to buy your fucking CD and all this weak ass shit instead of getting out there and selling it. Like I just got done telling a homie earlier today because he was saying basically the same shit. I'm like, dude, how about you go market to some strangers if your friends don't want to support you? Exactly. Like if my friends don't support me, that's cool because I got niggas that I don't know who support me. I know that my product is good, so I can sell it to motherfuckers who don't know me. You ain't got to know me to like this motherfucking podcast. This podcast is hot than the motherfucker, so somebody's going to fuck with it.
Chats. Like, nigga, I don't, I don't chase niggas around to support me, my nigga. I'm not finna beg a nigga to fucking support me, my nigga. I'm gonna get this shit out the fucking mud. You don't get the shit out the mud by getting it out your pocket, unless it's mud in your pocket. <laughs> like, motherfuckers, you know, like, they, oh, man, you know, I grinded from the bottom. No, you didn't. You was crying. That's why your ass ain't nowhere now. Like, it's it's just goofy to me the way that, that niggas do that shit. You know, like, it's motherfuckers right now, to this day, they rapping and they got a nine to five. They do 40 hours of work at the job and rap two hours and expect you to support their ass. That ain't gonna work. Exactly. Like, nigga, you, you gonna have to do the same amount of work that you do, that 40 hours you do at work, you have to do that shit on your grind. And what a lot of motherfuckers also don't understand, you have to market just as much as you be rapping. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here, and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold-weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Like, you can have the dopest motherfucking CD in the world. But if you think you gonna go platinum out of your Facebook friend list, you got the game fucked all the way up. Like, you gotta get in the motherfucking streets. That's the difference between greatness and a nigga who just got talent. A lot of you talented motherfuckers got the game fucked up. Y'all motherfuckers don't know how to maximize your fucking time. Like, you know, don't work harder for another motherfucker than you work for your fucking self. Nigga. Nigga. When I'm at work, nigga, I'm working on shit for the for for Townhouse Media. Exactly. And trying to break down doors for all all of our shows. Like I can't work more for for them. You know what I'm saying? Than myself. Like if if I'm if I'm doing forty hours a week there, I'm doing eighty here. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no you can't. I'm not. I can't do it, bro. I can't do it. You can't do it. Exactly. You know, and and niggas out here, especially with music, niggas is hustling backwards. Uh, nigga, we ain't gonna even get on podcasting because niggas think this podcast shit is just gonna happen overnight. Like you have to really put time and effort. You can't just say, "Oh, I got this," and here go, let me do a show. No, you know as well. You every every Sunday you come in here with notes like a motherfucker in there. In your notes, you got you got every Sunday you come with some shit. Sometimes it be so much you don't even get it all of it off. You know what I'm saying? But that's a dedication, me personally, that I like to see. And that's what it takes. We can't just, this shit ain't going to happen overnight, bro. Yeah, exactly. And I tell motherfuckers that shit all the time. Like, nigga, you, you look at what I got and you assume I got it today. Like, I remember when, like, niggas would see, like, damn, nigga, you got a grip of shoes. Nigga, I know your ass is balling. And I'm like, what, you thought I bought all these motherfuckers the same day? Right. Nigga, I've been collecting shoes for fucking years, my nigga. Like, it takes time to create a collection of something 
It takes time to do anything. It takes time. It takes 10 years to create an overnight success. A lot of motherfuckers don't understand that shit. <laughs> like y'all motherfuckers, y'all just see the, the piece of fruit. But y'all don't see how long it took for these motherfucking roots to grow up under the fucking ground just for that little motherfucker to come above ground. Man. Like, y'all motherfuckers don't see the, the amount of work that it takes. Like, you motherfuckers that work these 40-hour work weeks and 50-hour work weeks, I work a fucking 70-hour work week, homie. And you should be using your 9 to 5 to finance what the fuck your thing is doing. Because like my boy Aladdin Saddam said, these niggas ain't even supporting their fucking self. But want you to support them. You want to be cheap when it comes to your motherfucking mixtape cover. And I know you niggas is cheap because I used to do graphic design. I'm I'm trying to fucking design a cover for a nigga. I say $20 and that nigga look at me crazy. I'm like, the fuck you looking at me crazy for, nigga? This is an investment in your own personal shit, my nigga. You don't want to spend $20 fucking dollars. And whenever they hit me with the I ain't got it, I'm like, nigga, how much your shoes cost? I know you got $20, my nigga, but you you don't want to invest in your damn self. Exactly. Why the fuck would I invest in you? Why the fuck would I support you and you, you don't support you? You don't believe in you enough to actually spend no real money. When I see some of the shit these niggas be coming out with, I'm like, nigga, for real? You want me to give you some money and you wouldn't give yourself some money. Like some of these motherfuckers, I, I just be like, all right, bro. And me, I'm a supportive motherfucker. Everybody who knows me personally know, even if your shit is trash, I'm a support just because that's the type of nigga that I am. I support niggas, even niggas who don't support me. I'm sharing your shit on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that. Nigga, your ass ain't never heard one of my podcasts. Mm. But that's just the type of nigga that I am. Like, nigga, I'm going to so support so I can reap support. Because even if you don't support me back, somebody going to support me. So that's just how I get down. Like, I don't give a fuck how you react to what I do. I just know that I put the seed out there so the harvest going to come, whether it's from you or another motherfucker. But that's just how I get down. You know, and a lot of motherfuckers, like, when it comes to this time shit, just maximizing your time and the life that you have here. This ain't just some some 24-hour shit. This is some, nigga, you got a limited time to be here on this fucking earth. You don't got fucking forever. So in the time that you got to be on this motherfucking earth, man, you got to find something that you're passionate about. You got to find something worth dying for. Because in turn, that's something worth living for. If it ain't something that you're willing to die for, like Nipsey died for Crenshaw and Slauson, him having a reason to be like, I feel so strongly about this, I'm willing to die for this shit. That gave him the motivation to work hard enough to become the great motherfucker that he was. Like, a lot of you motherfuckers, you know, like, I, I was just telling my wife this shit yesterday. Like, I don't fuck with people who don't got nothing to lose. Like, I don't fuck with niggas who ain't got nothing to live for. You ain't got nothing to die for. At least some fucking kids. Just bare fucking minimum. If it ain't kids, it's just something that you fucking passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like, you got townhouse media. Like, nigga, this... This is your shit. This is your fucking baby. It ain't a physical fucking baby, nigga, but this is your baby. If you have an entrepreneurial endeavor, that's something that you like, motherfucker. I'm going to give all the fucking time that I got free to this shit. Hello. Like, nigga, if you passionate about something, you're not even really working. You working hard, sweating, and your hands is hurting, but it ain't work. 
it's a, a labor of love. It's times that my kids piss me off, but it's a labor of love. Just, you know, it's just being a fucking family man in general. It's times me and my wife can't fucking stand each other, but we still love each other. We willing to die for this motherfucking marriage to work. Like, you have to have something that, that you're willing to be passionate about, something that you're willing to grind and go hard for, or you fucking wasting your time here. You will fucking waste the space if you ain't got nothing to bust your ass about. Like, you know, if you ain't got nothing, like, what what, what the fuck is you doing? Like, just as, just say in, in particular, like being a fucking parent. Even if you don't have nothing that you're great at, you can instill that into your children and make them great. Like, look at LeVar Ball. Nigga sucked at basketball. But look, now he's known as a great father because he raised great kids. He was passionate about being a fucking father. Mm-hmm. Just like motherfuckers who in business, they don't have kids. But their business is their baby. And them motherfuckers is going to go as hard as they can to make sure that their business is successful. Just like how a parent would go hard as fuck to make sure that their child is a success. Like, you got to have some something, you know, worth, worth living about or you bullshitting. Like, that shit is fucking crazy to me. And when you do have a passion, make time to pursue that shit. Like, all you niggas who, who call yourself rappers, but you don't even rap a lot. Nigga, you, you put a fucking mixtape out every two fucking years and shit. Like, nigga, what are you doing? You, you want to be successful, but you only want to rap a little bit. That's a fucking hobby. That's not a passion. Like, nigga, you, you a rapper like I'm a basketball player. You mm-hmm. you only rapping to, to fill time. Well, they, they the type of people, they don't have nothing to lose. Like, they not putting that much blood, sweat, and tears in, into it. So it's like, I'll get to it when I get to it. You know yeah. what I'm when you putting up, when you putting money, you know, and, and shit in there, you can't afford to to chill or you know take time out or, oh, I'm just gonna drop some shit every two years. Nah, nigga, you gotta grind because once that album is done, that's the easy part. Doing this podcast, that's the easy part. Exactly. You know, the the footwork behind the podcast is the hardest part. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So, you know, it's all about the hustle. No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like this, nigga. Having this microphone in front of us is the fun part. Yeah. It's just like driving the car. Right. It's the putting the motherfucker together part. That's the difficult part. Like anybody who was in the low rider culture, a lot of motherfuckers put their own car together. A lot of these niggas who got Harley Davidson's, they built their bike. Riding the bike is the fun, easy part. It's the, the building part that you get the respect about. Like my nigga Aladdin Saddam is saying, like, some niggas got no passion about no passion about shit because they've been living up to a stereotype that's been put on them, mm. like these motherfucking fake ass gangsters. You consider yourself a gangster because it's something that you was raised around and you think that's the cool shit, and that ain't the fucking case. That ain't even you. You might have something that you enjoy that you are suppressing because you don't think that is cool. And like I was saying on, I think I said this shit on a cat versus dog podcast just about motherfuckers who have a genius level talent that they'll never find Mm -hmm. you might have something that you could be great at you might have something that you know you great at you might be dope as fuck on the violin but you don't want to play it because you know that you'll get laughed at you might have been the fucking goat at soccer 
when you was in junior high school, but you got to high school and was like, man, bitches don't even like soccer. Like, I had a homeboy who was dope as fuck at skateboarding. But when we got like 15, 16, and we got to high school and started liking girls, that nigga stopped skating. He was sponsored and everything. He stopped skating because he said bitches don't like niggas who skateboard. Like, you threw your whole passion away for some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, man, you you got to go hard at that what's, what's your fucking talent. If you passionate about that shit, because I know he was passionate about skateboarding, because even when he stopped skating, that nigga used to still have the active magazines. He used to still have Thrasher magazine. He used to still get all the little, the tapes, whatever them fucking tapes was. Yeah, I, I think that was like the Thrasher tapes or some shit. But he used to always have skate tapes. Nigga be sitting at home watching skate tapes, but he don't skate because of bitches. Fuck that. You 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 let the, you let them bitches fuck your bread off. You could have been in Mill. You could have been the next uh, Tony Hawk. Exactly. Like fool, you you would have a big fat bag up under you right now, cause all them bitches you was trying to impress somewhere broke and pregnant by other niggas. So you you fucked your game up behind some bullshit. Like nigga, don't let nobody whack you off your fucking passion. Like make time for the thing that you passionate about, and prioritize your time. Speaking of punk motherfuckers that'll blow you off of your fucking square, like don't let dumb shit and useless motherfuckers waste your time. You only have a limited amount of time on this motherfucking planet. You shouldn't be wasting fucking time with sorry motherfuckers or putting out small fires that don't even need to be fucking addressed. Like, niggas is dealing with drama that ain't got nothing to do with them. I tell motherfuckers all the time, homie, secondhand smoke is more deadly than the motherfucker with the cigarette. Why the fuck are you involving yourself in another motherfucker's drama? Like, Fuck that. That's a waste of time. I tell niggas, man, a lot of times I don't answer my fucking phone. I'm too busy somewhere trying to learn some shit. Don't take offense. I'm, I got a legacy to build. I need some shit to be left behind when it's time for me to go. Like, I want my name to be remembered when I'm up out of here. And sitting here talking to your ass about dumb shit all day, that's not going to happen. I'll never be great. If all I do all day is sit around fucking around with niggas. Because there's a time and a place for everything. Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't make time to enjoy yourself, enjoy time with friends, bullshit, lack around, and basically decompress. But a lot of motherfuckers, they use all of their free time fucking around. You do your nine-to-five job, and then you spend the rest of your time of life fucking around bullshitting. That ain't the fucking play. What's that in the back? But yeah, like man, niggas be on some bullshit, and that's that's not the way to go. Not if you want to be great. If you want your name forgotten, nigga, by all means, have fun, bullshit around. But me personally, like I'm I'm after greatness. No matter what that shit be in, I'm trying to be great. Like Nipsey Hussle said in the song, nigga, I'm trying to go down as a great. Fuck the bullshit, nigga. Regular niggas gonna be forgotten. Two, three generations down the line, after your kids forget about you and your, your grandkids forget about grandma or granddaddy, that's the end of your name. You'll be gone. Oh, nigga, I want my name written on walls like Nip. I want motherfuckers to be talking about me years from now. Part of what makes me happy about doing this podcast shit, there's going to be audio recordings of me after I'm gone. Say something happened to me today. Motherfuckers be playing my podcast. And that's going to be me alive. I'm living through these audio recordings. And it's fucked up. But 
this shit got me thinking about my own personal mortality. Like, I could die. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaving something behind that is me. I'm leaving my voice and just the shit that I be on into this motherfucking microphone. So if something was to happen to me, this is what's left. And, you know, that that makes me feel a lot better about my own mortality because time is fucking limited. Like, you know, I don't lose sight of my fucking mission. Like bullshit and bullshit ass motherfuckers could distract you from your shit. Like your mission should always be on your mind no matter what, because you can die any day. Like, would you want to die knowing you spent more time bullshitting than pursuing what your real purpose was? Like, nigga, that shit is that shit is is not fly, my nigga. Like, you know, I'm I'm trying to do something that's gonna put me in a position where my grandkids, if I pass today, my my kids will still talk about me to my grandkids and mm. their kids and their kids after that. Like, I bought this house, so after I pass, my kids own the house. And I will hope that this house or whatever house I buy from this house becomes a family house. So after I'm gone, it's like, oh, yeah, this was grandma, granddaddy house. This was great grandma, great granddaddy house. Mm -hmm. This house was this many years, this many generations in this house. Something that I own or something that I do in this life, I could pass down. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner four five generations and that's gonna keep my name alive the fact that i had a son was big to me because that's gonna keep my last name going that's one more generation that the web name will keep going yes sir like a lot of the reason men want to have sons other than just having a boy is your your legacy is going to continue that's one more generation that after you die that generation will continue and you hope he has a boy and it continues on because that's your fucking bloodline. And, you know, like just me and my, my purpose, Nick Babs said, tell him I, I made a hundred racks. <laughs> yeah, I made a hundred racks last year. But, you know, again, the fact that I made a hundred racks is cool. But what's cooler to me is the fact that I was able to buy a house. So that's going to basically put equity in my family name. So if something happened to me my next generation to be straight. But, you know, like, you always got to give 100% in anything you do. I had to give 100 fucking percent to get that fucking 100,000. I know that shit. I had to work 70-hour weeks for that shit. But, you know, you always feel a lot better about any task when you give it your best. Like, you want to, you don't never want to leave something half-assed done or knowing that you gave subpar effort. Like, if, if you did say a test on something you don't never feel that solid when you know you got a couple wrong because you wasn't really paying attention or like your mind was foggy on number three 
And then you look back at the grades you got, and you like, I knew the answer to that shit. But I was daydreaming during the fucking test. Or like when you play a basketball game, and you knew you could have did this, or you knew you could have scored a certain amount of points. Like, you never want to go half-ass at nothing. You always want to give 100% effort. Like, whatever you do, homie, like, always give 1,000%. Like, I remember, nigga, I smashed up my fucking Suburban. I fucking on the way home from work, dipping, having a good time. Smack my fucking Suburban up against the back of a big rig. My shit was total. The crazy shit. You know why I was pissed off? Mm. Full tank of gas. <laughs> I just put some gas in this. Like, God damn, homie. A full fucking tank? And that's like my biggest fear in life. I don't fear death. I fear dying with unfinished business. Like, I feel like my biggest fear is dying with a, with a tank full of gas. Like, I could have done so much more. Just like the reason it's so tragic with the death of Nipsey Hussle, because we looking at the potential that he had to do shit greater than he did. Yeah. But just in in the scheme of the universe and if you believe in religion, like, I'm sure Jesus could have did a lot more in the 30 years that he supposedly walked the earth. But at 33, that was his time to go. And he had did enough in that 33 years for time to literally be divided by his lifetime. There's a chart out that I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Nipsey Hussle, where uh, it showed everything that he did and what he had planned and the amount of people that he, he was uh, that was going to be em- uh, employed by this time. It was like it was supposed to be like 40,000 total people he employed, 210 million made. You know what I'm saying? That's what the Vector 90 came into play uh the three i think it was here uh i think atlanta and houston houston Houston, yeah so with, when all those came into play he would have been at you know 210 you know what i'm saying 210 million but that, that forty thousand lives changed you know what i'm saying and i'm pretty sure a majority of them would have been if not all uh you know From felons, city. felons that couldn't get jobs you know that's trying to be on the right track you know what i'm saying so you know it it's it's crazy, man. That potential he had. You know exactly. But, you know, like I said, outside of the potential that he had, what he was able to get accomplished. Was, was big as fuck. Exactly. Like, dude, in that 33 years, he was able to do in 33 years what niggas who going to live to be 99 won't be able to do. Not even fucking close. Because, like, that 40, you know, 40,000 employees. Think about all the gang members who would be dead right now. If not for him being like, man, we need to get up off this bullshit, like the red and blue make green shit. A lot of what he was saying is the reason a lot of niggas got passes in the street. Mm-hmm. A lot of motherfuckers was able to move and shake in places that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to move and shake. If it wasn't for Nipsey having niggas on some, man, fuck this gangbang and let's get money shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of motherfuckers was on some bullshit until... They got up on what Nipsey was on. Like, man, Nipsey had a lot of motherfuckers out here in a different headspace than they would have been in. And that headspace that they would have been in was some bullshit. You know, but like I said, as far as going out without fulfilling your purpose, and that was something else that he had said in a song about one of his partners. Like, you know, it, it, I 
it might have been in uh, racks in the middle, but it was something like, you know, he was too young to to find his purpose. But, you know, I forgot, like. That's the one where he said, uh, how you game bank all these years. And... Yeah, that was on, yeah, yeah, that was on racks in the middle. Yeah. But he was basically saying, like, you know, I just hate that he died before he was able to find his purpose. Like, that's that's my fear in death. Like, what I'm going to miss more than being dead because if i'm dead i'm dead i'm not in pain i'm just gone Mm -hmm. but just thinking about not being able to see my grandkids and not being able to just a lot of shit like that oh aladdin said count up that loop yeah it was count up that loop because that's when he was talking about too young to find his purpose yeah that was in count up that loop but again like that's what what fucks people up when it comes to death you're not thinking about the body in the ground you're thinking about the potential that they had if they had still been alive because i don't cry i didn't cry at my grandma's funeral because my grandma told me she was ready to go it's not that it's not that sad of an occasion like my other grandmother when both my grandmother's funerals i didn't cry because they both felt like they had already, they hit their mark. Right. They surpassed their mark. Yeah. They was like, I was able to see my grandchildren become adults. I was able to see some of my great-grandchildren become adults. I outlived my husband. Like, I'm ready to fucking go. My grandma, when she died, she was still smoking cigarettes, drinking vodka and shit, watching TV. Like, fuck it, whatever. Because I remember when I was little and I would be like, Grandma, you know, you should stop smoking cigarettes. You should stop drinking it's not good for you she's like i love you but i'm ready to go like so when she passed i wasn't sad because i knew that she was ready a lot of us the reason such so many funerals are so sad is because we know that the person in the ground wasn't ready to go Mm -hmm. and a lot of the problem with a lot of us and us not valuing time is we go before we ready like a lot of us, let me, let me not say it a lot. It's a blessed minority of people on this planet who will be able to say, I died at 98 years old, surrounded by family members in a bed. That doesn't happen for a lot of us. Most of us is going to die unexpectedly. So we should be living like that's a true possibility. But a lot of us don't. A lot of us have relationships where we treat people like we have forever with them. We don't tell our family members we love them. We don't tell a lot of our friends we love them. We just live like, I'll see that nigga tomorrow. I'll see that nigga next week. I'll see that nigga next year. And then something happened and we all fucked up about it because that's when mortality becomes a factor in our thinking. Like, oh, shit, I should have told that nigga this. I should have did that. I should have spent more time. I should have did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, so like we just need to start living like we could possibly die because a lot of us is running around here like like we got an unlimited fucking tank, nigga. Like we playing fucking Super Mario on God mode and that's not realistic. We got a limited fucking time. And what's fucked up about the difference between us and Super Mario, nigga, you know how many lives you got on Super Mario, nigga. You start with five. You might get a little green mushroom and get another one or some shit like that, nigga. But when it comes to this real life shit, you don't know how much time you got. You might have another 50 years. You might have another fucking 15 minutes. So you got to start living like that. You know, like me, I want to go out as a legend. 
So me personally, like I'm going as hard as possible because have you ever seen the movie Coco? The little little Mexican movie? No, I haven't seen that one. Cause like, man, I was watching that shit. That shit kind of hit me. Cause like in, in the movie Coco, when people die, mm-hmm. you know about uh Dia del Muerte, right? Yeah. Like in the movie, when the people die, they go to the land of the dead. Mm-hmm. Like basically like that's like Mexican heaven or whatever. And like they stay there as long as they on the ofrenda, which is like um, a, a shrine to people. Mm-hmm. So that's going to keep you remembered. As long as you're on the ofrenda, you'll be remembered. So you'll still be able to live in the afterlife. Like basically that's your legacy. Right. While you're in the afterlife living, your legacy is on earth living. So, like, it was the one dude, um, his daughter was alive, and she remembered him as her daddy. But her mama hated him. So she erased all his pictures, threw all his pictures away, so his picture was never able to go on offender. So once his daughter, which was Coco, like the little boy's grandmother, once she started dying, he started realizing, like, oh, shit, my fucking legacy gonna die. Because the last person who remembers who I am is finna die. And once the last person who remembers your name dies, you die. You know, so, like, I'm looking at that shit, and in my head, I'm just like, that shit gave me a a, a philosophical perspective, which is not super original, but it's, you know, legends live forever. But suckers die twice. You know, a sucker not going to live a thousand or die a thousand deaths or whatever, like they say in rap songs. You're going to die twice, though. You're going to die once when your physical body leave, and you're going to die again when the last motherfucker that remember your name die. Because mm. once you've forgotten, you gone, 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 gone. Like, you know, so you got to do something that's going to make your fucking, your name ring bells forever. You got to do something that's going to keep your picture on walls forever. Even if it's something that's going to make your audio be lasting forever. Just like it's rappers. Like to this day, like Tupac is going to live forever through his music. Bob Marley is going to live forever through his music. But shit, what's crazy is you don't even got to be super legendary as far as audio because shit, Dana Dane. Like it's some niggas who, and let me not even say that. Let me not even minimize some of these niggas because you might not have been the greatest. You know, every rapper not going to be Jay-Z. But if you was great enough for your music to be published, you'll live forever because somebody going to have your CD. And once your CD play, nigga, you still alive. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm in the blessed position to be able to be, you know, speaking into a microphone. Because God forbid something happened to me before my time, you'll be able to play these motherfucking podcasts and that be me. Like, cause I remember Tupac said some shit like that. Like, nigga, even if I pass, like, nigga, I'm I'm still alive in these motherfucking songs. But you know, like, basically to to close this shit out with the practical wisdom, you know, value your time. Like, use it wisely. It's the most important commodity you got. It can't be replenished. Like, you can always make more money, but never more time. You can win a lottery and get more money, but a billion dollars ain't gonna buy you a second. Like. Ask Steve Jobs. Like, it's wise to spend money responsibly, but it's much wiser to maximize your time. Nipsey Hussle maximized his time. In a 33-year life, he was able to create a legacy that will live forever. There are people who have lived 100 years and rich, poor, broke, anything. Like, motherfuckers who in the same rap game that he in. Snoop Dogg, 
Game, you know, YG, a lot of rappers who had more tenure than him, more fame than him, Drake, 50, all these motherfuckers who had a, a longer life and made more money than him. They wasn't able to create the impact that he created. Like your legacy will far outlive your physical body. So just try to do something that's going to make you actually live forever. If you do value your legacy. Some motherfuckers don't give a fuck. After I'm gone, I'm gone. Fuck it, nigga. Bury me in a trash can. Throw me in a toilet. I don't give a shit. Whatever. But me personally, I want to be remembered. You know, part of the reason I'm so big on legacy is because I have children. I have a wife. Like, I have a family. Like, I want for me and my wife to be the the grandma granddaddy of the family. The great-grandma and great-granddaddy that our great-grandkids come and visit and shit like that. Like, I want that to be my legacy. And I want them to tell people about what me and my wife was able to teach them. But I'm going to go ahead and drop the microphone on that shit. This has been your host. Young Dolomite and the super producer Ben Ready. Yes, sir. This is the Too Much Game podcast. We'll be back next week live at 5 on all streaming platforms. Live on Facebook Live and Spreaker. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too Much Game. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.